This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning into UBS Global Research Podcast, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Pilar Rocafort. I'm the Consumer and Luxury Specialist Sales at UBS. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the purchasing behavior of millennials. I am joined by Susanna Push, our European Luxury Analyst, and by Jay Sol, our U.S. Retailing Department of Stores and a Specialty Sublines Analyst. So to start, I'm going to make a question to, to Susanna. Susanna, how do you see the behavior of millennials in China in terms of luxury goods? Thanks, Pilar. In the last few years, the luxury goods market has benefited significantly from the rise of the millennial consumer globally, um, which as of 2020 is estimated to have made roughly 44% of the luxury goods market versus just 27% in 2016. And this has been especially the case for the consumer in China. Uh, some leading luxury brands are estimated to be generating even close to 80% of their sales to the Chinese consumer uh, with this younger generation. And this has been driven by a combination of many factors, but I would say mainly the strong spending power of the millennials in China on the back of the family structure in the country, i.e. many millennials are the generation of one-child policy. And as a result, uh, they're being financially supported by their, by their two parents and four grandparents on top of having often their own sources of income. This would also explain perhaps why, according to the latest UBS Evidence Lab Luxury Consumer Survey, the millennials in China are more positive about their finances. And when it comes to their behavior, they tend to look for authentic brands with credible storytelling, regular product innovation, buying less new items in favor of other high-quality uh, items, and they tend to be also much more skewed to specific product categories, uh, such as streetwear or watches. Thank you, Susanna. And if we move to North America with Jay, how did you see the behavior of millennials and in the U.S. in terms of their shopping channels? Thanks, Pilar. Well, in North America, millennials show a strong inclination to want to buy items online, and increasingly so. Maybe in the past, it, uh, brick and mortar stores were the main channel for millennials to buy items, but now that's really changed. And the number one reason is all of the discovery when it comes to fashion, for example, for apparel or footwear, happens online. People watch what celebrities are doing online. They watch what other influential people are wearing online, and that's what they want to mimic. And they can find these things on social media. They can find them on you know, different platforms to really learn about where trends are going and, and what's cool. And at the same time, millennials are very interested in value. You know, they want a great deal. And one new way that they've been able to get value online is through resale channels, where there's lots of online sites that have come up that will sell highly coveted items. Um, you know, but used at discount prices. And millennials really have gravitated to those type of platforms. And one reason is because not only do they get fashion ideas from social media, but they also want to be seen on social media. They want to be able to post pictures of themselves 
or take videos of themselves uh, doing things and looking cool. And one way they can do that is by, you know, getting cool items at a discount, but then also being able to resell them after they're done using them because most people want to have a lot of different looks and a lot of different ways to show off who they are online. They don't want to show the same thing over and over again. Um, and I think at the same time, maybe older generations had some objections to shopping online that millennials don't have. Maybe older generations were a little bit more worried about uh, buying an item and knowing it's going to fit or wanting to try an item before they buy it or wanting to touch an item, you know, to get a sense of really what it's going to be like. But uh, younger consumers um, don't have as many objections. And what's also important is a lot of retailers who operate online are finding ways to continue to engage with millennials in a way that helps them overcome those objections even more. So for example, live streaming is becoming a type of selling method that's really helping, you know, make millennials convert from just browsers online into, into shoppers and also augmented reality. We're seeing a lot of companies figure out ways to use augmented reality online to help give a consumer that sense of try before they buy to make them more comfortable buying online. And those are all reasons we continue to see millennials migrating online, you know, year after year in, in bigger and bigger numbers. So with that, Pilar, I do want to ask you a question. Which trends do you see for millennials in the beverages category? Thank you, Jay. Well, if I split the world, let's say in China, we have seen already a full recovery to pre-COVID levels in terms of the strong growth in Baiju, cognac, and whiskey. But the newest trend basically there is actually cocktails with international brands. And now with cocktail bars, it's starting to expand into the smaller tier cities. Then if I move to the U.S., we have seen a huge acceleration. If I look at the spirits market, the growth has gone from three to four historically to the mid-teens in this last 12 months during COVID to March 21. And one of the latest trends we're seeing in alcoholic beverages is seltzers, and now that is also starting to come to the UK and into Europe. And overall, in the US, we continue to see spirits outperforming beer. So that trend uh, continues. So now, if I move back into Susana, how are millennials embracing the second-hand luxury market, please? Thanks, Pilar. So maybe to follow up from Jay's earlier comments, when it comes to the second-hand market, uh, generally the millennial consumer, and it's not only in China, shows a bigger interest in buying or selling second-hand. Uh, for example, um, the most recent data showing that um, roughly 30% of the millennials have been buying second-hand. Uh, versus less than 20% of older consumer groups. And this number is even higher for Generation Z, uh, with close to 40% of Gen Z consumers buying secondhand. So it's, it's clearly a big trend. And the UBS Evidence Lab surveys show growing importance of the resale market also in China. For example, in the first half of 2020, 72% of respondents to our survey have increased their purchases uh, in the online resale market. And that number was just 31% in 2018. So this is confirming the importance of this new market segment in China, especially. And generally, our view is that this is a positive trend um, as the retail market keeps consumer in the cycle, uh, thus fueling purchases in the primary uh, market. So basically of all of the new goods. It also validates the price paid for luxury goods 
making consumers more likely to buy luxury items. Um, and it finally helps to fight the market for fake goods because um, most of the resale websites guarantee the authenticity of the product. So the, the millennial consumer is embracing the secondhand market and, and this trend especially has been quite visible in China. Thank you, Susanna. And, and Jay, back to you. What do you think is the sense of fashion and style now for the millennials versus other age groups? Well, Pilar, there's a few key themes that really are driving the fashion sense that millennials have versus other groups. So to start, one of those key themes is health and wellness. Um, this is a global theme, but very also important in North America, where you know young consumers, they want to live healthy lifestyles. They want to be fit. They want to exercise. They want to eat right. And it's important for them to have fashion that goes along with that theme to help them engage in those activities throughout the day. Consumers want versatility in their wardrobes. And so be, because they want to live healthy lifestyles and they want to have apparel and footwear that, that help them live those lifestyles, they tend to migrate to some of the more um, athletic styles and some of the more overall casual styles that can help them do that. And so they've really moved away from some of the more traditional tailored clothing, some of the more formal looks, and they also want to be very comfortable. So the other big theme besides health and wellness is comfort. People want to be comfortable in their clothes, you know, at all parts of the day, whether, you know, at work, going out, or just at home. They want to be comfortable. And I think that that theme has sort of you know, pushed uh, the fashion sense of millennials even further away from maybe some of those traditional looks, um, some of those more formal looks that you know, maybe were more prevalent a decade or two ago. But I think millennials, they want to have their own style as well, because you know, the themes of health and wellness and casual aren't solely the property of millennials. Um, but what we do see millennials doing is defining their own style for Example, what we see now is that where maybe athletic wear was like just a huge trend over the last 10 years. Now, some, you know, the denim companies have found a way to make their offerings more in tune with, you know, more comfortable, more in tune with the health and wellness themes. And we've seen some millennials adopt, you know, those kind of looks a little bit more. And maybe in the past, you know, some, you know, skinny denim, for example, was the only type of denim that people would want to wear. But now we're seeing a lot of different denim shapes, you know, wide, looser fitting denim. And that's important as well. And we think those trends are going to continue because it's very important for millennials in each generation. They want to define their own style. And we see that happening now. But still, the overriding theme is going to be comfort, casual, health and wellness. And, and that's really how millennials are defining their fashion style. And Pilar, let me turn it back to you. Thank you. So thank you very much, everyone, for visiting the UBS Research Pod Hub. That was an introduction and overview of millennials' purchasing behaviors with Susanna Push, our European luxury analyst, and Jay Sol, our U.S. retailing department stores and a specialty soft line. Tune in again for more investment insights, and thank you very much for your time. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries, and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. 
It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content. It has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2021. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.